Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. Beck, Joe, welcome. Thanks. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Beck, you can go first. Ladies first. Let, let's pretend no one in this room's heard your story. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are some new faces here, which is cool. So. Yeah, there are lots of people. Some people have moved up here for the first time or on holidays. Nice to meet you. Um, so, um, I'm Beck. I'm married to Joe. Um, I'm the eldest of five kids, and my mama's just over there. Um, I'm a midwifery student, so I've just finished my second year. I've got one year to go. Um, and then I can be a registered midwife, which is really exciting. I'm really, um, yeah, looking forward to doing that as my career. It's crazy as it sounds. <laughs> so many questions there, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, we've been married for seven years. Wow. And seven years. Yeah. My we gosh. have, uh, I'm 30 weeks pregnant and we have a little boy called Bear who might end up with us <laughs> soon <laughs> um, and he will be three when the baby's due so good yeah. planning for us very good planning <laughs> and myself okay so my name is joe for those who don't know me i am now 28 oh my gosh 28 <laughs> that feels weird so old <laughs> well i mean i know I, I say that all the time joe be very careful <laughs> you don't want to lose the crowd early here uh, yeah Let's no keep i mean side. keep him on side okay okay <laughs> i say that all the time at work because um, I work at the Christian school. You work and with teenagers. I work with you teenagers. So I, I feel old when I work with teenagers. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm 28, turning 29 pretty soon. As Beck said, uh, we've been married for seven years. Uh, we've got a little boy called Bear, who's almost three. Okay, I don't need to say that again. Um, something new. Do you want me to say something new that they might not know? Yeah, that'll be I great. Mean, you don't want to hear the same old stuff. Okay, so something new about me. That we Say don't something know. they might not know. Mm. Okay. Well, maybe I, I should do, should do the basics first. So I am, um, I, as I said before, I'm working at the Christian school as a teacher's aide. So I've been doing that for about three years. I'm currently studying my masters in secondary education to do teaching. Um, so the plan is to major in art and minor in English. Um, so that's lots of fun. Um, Say that again slowly. So I'm not sorry. Major a, in what? A major in art and. English. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm really glad I'm studying midwifery because the essays he has to do compared to what I have to do is well, so many more words. Well, I mean, looking at Beck's uni, it's kind of funny because she does, like, you know, she does anatomy, biology, all that sort of stuff, right? And it's pretty insane. I'm probably going on a tangent here, but it's pretty insane. But when I first started uni, I studied a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Not finance, fine arts. <laughs> And I did that because, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be an artist. I want to, you know, tour the world with my art and um, didn't leave Coffs Harvest. That's a sad story that I won't <laughs> talk about right now. Maybe one day. Um, and so <laughs> I thought I was a, a massive artist. I thought I was amazing. Uh, I was painting some artworks for um, some clients, I'd like to say. Uh, and then so I, I studied a Bachelor of Fine Arts and my first unit was how to draw your name. 
That was the whole unit. It was like do bubble riding. You can do some riding with some leaves. Yeah, some just sticks, cotton balls. Cotton balls. Do like bubble riding and put cotton balls. So the whole unit down. was it was weird. It was like for <laughs> primary school students, but that was the whole unit on like lettering. But it was real basic. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, it it'll probably pick up. But then Beck's first unit is you're learning like 150 different bones or something. It was like every bone in the body. Every bone in the body. I passed. Yeah. Like, don't ask me now. I know all the important stuff. <laughs> but hey, got there. So anyways, so I studied that and it was, to be honest, it was pretty easy. And now I'm studying masters and it's so much harder. Like, oh my gosh. I'm now realising how hard uni actually is compared to, <laughs> I mean, I love art, but let's just be honest. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Um, Can I just ask, how do you both go, both studying, working, being a parent, like, how do you manage it all? That's a great question, Brendan. I, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we manage it. We did marriage counselling earlier in the year. <laughs> early this year? Early, early no, this no, year. Sorry, we we can talk year. about that oh, okay. seriously. We've already later, ticked over. <laughs> oh, gosh, how do we manage that? I suppose, I think we juggle it. So I do full-time uni for a stint and then Beck might do part-time and then she'll do full-time and then I do part-time. And then we have, you know, the amazing Tass over here, Beck's mum, who'll look after Bear on occasions. You know, we, we make it work. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's all right. Just get used to it. So Was I telling a story? No, you were going to tell us <laughs> what's something that we most of us don't know about you. And then oh, we that's right. And then went to the right. basics and now we're went, back. Went back to, yeah, so anyway, so I'm studying that. Um, I love music, so I love heavy metal. Gosh, I'm going to... That's better. Okay. So um, I'll show every, yeah, I'm showing everyone my dinosaur socks. Actually, this morning, uh, we were supposed, Bear and I were supposed to wear matching socks. So he has a dinosaur pair and I have a dinosaur pair. Um, so I'm wearing these lovely little guys here, these dinosaur socks. And um, Bear isn't. So now I'm just rocking these little preschool socks. <laughs> like, do you want to wear your dinosaur <laughs> socks? And he looks at Joe and goes, um, no. No. <laughs> so anyways... I've got to rock them now. <laughs> got to own them. <laughs> um, no, so besides all the basics, uh, something you may not know about me is I, um, a couple years ago, I was, um, I'll try, try and tell this story very brief, fairly briefly. Um, I was actually bitten by a funnel web spider. And how it worked was so weird. Because I'm actually, I'm not an outdoorsy type. I don't like going outdoors or even doing anything outdoorsy. I don't even, like, mow the lawn. Like, seriously, I'm not bad. That's a true story. Landlords do it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't know how I got bitten by a funnel because I'm never outdoors. And so one night I was sleeping on the floor of Tassa's place when Beck was... To put into context, we were, I was having a girls' weekend because we've got kids me and my girlfriends, they came and stayed at our house. So then Joe and Bear got shipped off to my parents for the night. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to have a full night's sleep because mum's got my eight-month-old and if I get a call yep. in the middle of the night, I'll probably be for Bear, not Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so anyway, so I'm on the floor, going to sleep, it's about 1am. And then, oh, before I went to sleep, I saw there was like some cockroaches. Like, I mean... Tassa's got a clean house. Don't, don't get me wrong. She's hold got on, a very on, clean on, house. On. I would never say otherwise. There was just by some freak summer. of nature. It was, it was just before Christmas, you know. Some when freakish, like freak of nature. I saw like one or two cockroaches. Don't come to our house if you don't like cockroaches. Anyways, um, and so I was sleeping on the floor. And at 1am, I felt something crawl on my hand. 
and I thought, oh, that's a cockroach, that oh, the little cockroach. So I grabbed it in pitch darkness and it bit me and then I threw it. And then I'm lying there going, oh, what the heck was that? I mean, not what the heck was that? I'm like, that cockroach bit me. It's a bit weird. So I get out my phone, I start Googling cockroach bites, thinking, <laughs> how painful are cockroach bites? Are they this painful? Looking through, there's nothing much about cockroach bites. So I'm like, okay. So <laughs> and the pain is starting to get pretty bad now. Um, I, I turn on the light, and there in the corner is this massive funnel web spider. Now, I'm not sure if it's a Sydney funnel web, definitely a funnel web though. And it's supposed to be one of the poisonous spiders in the world. And I just freaked out. Like, honestly, I, I, it didn't make sense, actually. I went into Tassa's room and said, hey, I think a funnel web spider bit me. And then, obviously, they went into first aid mode, wrapped me up. But I was like, but it can't be. It must have been a cockroach. There's no way a funnel web spider bit me while I was falling asleep, like while I was asleep. I mean... Tass's husband, Rich, he's out in the bush all the time, every day, building bike tracks, and he never gets bitten by anything, or maybe like an ant or two, but I, I, make pro I pride myself in not going outdoors, to not get bitten, and I get bitten while I'm asleep. So, that was a bit sad. <laughs> sad story. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah. That has no ties to the This is the wrong type of about. couch for this. <laughs> is this what it's all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared to ask Beck something that we don't know. Well, Beck actually has a cool story. Do you want to tell that? Or do we not have time? Is it like Joe's story? Oh, uh, well, I was going to tell a different story. But on the same night, so I w went to the hospital to see Joe in emergency. And he was all good. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home and sleep. It was five o'clock in the morning. I'm about to lay down and go to sleep. And then all of a sudden I hear our front gate go tink. <laughs> and I hear two voices go, yeah, it's easy. And I was like, we're getting broken into. And I am the man of the house because Joe's out and all my friends are here. <laughs> like, I've got four girlfriends here. So, so this was the same night, the right? The same night. <laughs> so then I like stood up as quick as I can and ran to the screen door and in my scariest voice possible yelled, get out of my house. <laughs> and then they, they two guys just ran out the gate and I was like, <laughs> no sleep for me. It's meant to be my one night of sleep <laughs> after entering motherhood. And it was I felt like the question was, what's the worst night of your life? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got to be at least top two, top three. Yeah. So anyway, that's something you may not know about me. I've got a big scary voice when yeah, I well, it. <laughs> well, when I got out of the hospital, I was thinking, oh, at least i got a good story to tell. At least this night. And then I come out of hospital and Beck's like, you wouldn't guess what happened this morning <laughs> or last night. <laughs> oh, So she stole my story and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Beck, are you okay? Like, I got a funnel web bite here, but that's all right. That's, how is she? Anyways, we'll move on. <laughs> Where do I go from there? <laughs> Let me go back to script. Thank you, Justin. That's your job, Brendan. <laughs> how long have you been an active member of C3CH? Um, I think about 14 years. Whoa. Yeah, because I'm 28, came to youth when I was like 12. And we know Joe's I mean, 27 as well. 28. 28. <laughs> yeah. As well, yeah. So, yeah, I think pretty much as soon as we, as I started coming in, youth just got involved straight away, just anything like help. I remember picking up chewing gum off the floor when we had the old carpet. <laughs> the red carpet or before that? The red carpet. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing was before that. That was here for like 50 years. Um, yes, so enjoy our new carpet, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the new year. Uh, yeah, just anywhere. Just kind of serve. Yep, and for me as well, yeah, about the same. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask, how did you come to church for the first time? 
Well, we just. Am I skipping ahead here? No, do it. Oh, no, do we it. can go Let's there. Let's go for <laughs> it. Um, we moved up here, or my mum and stepdad and my siblings, we moved up when I was, well, so I could start year six. And then mum just said there were like Christians falling out of trees helping us <laughs> because we had a block of land. We were all in like, like this little caravan. And she just said there were like these Christian people helping us everywhere. And I was a bit of a snob. Like <laughs> my dad's side of the family's Jehovah's Witness. And mum always told me like, I'm sure there's a creator, but I just don't know who it is. And so we'd kind of been through a few different things or like I just followed mum. I thought I was pretty grown up for my age. Looking back, I definitely wasn't. But anyway, um, and so mum got invited to church by one of my friends from school, her mum. And my friend wasn't into church. Like she would just come and sit with her headphones on and a hoodie up. And I started to notice a change in my mum. And I went, maybe there is something to this. So then I came along to a couple of Sunday services and I went out to like the teenagers area which is now like our beautiful kids rooms and um, I got invited to a um, youth on a Tuesday night and our pastors, our lead pastors Justin and Anna, they were the youth pastors back then and um, yeah, it just, yeah, so I just never felt like it was a moment in worship and I just finally felt like loved and completely accepted and I never felt like that before in my life like I had a beautiful mum beaut like an amazing stepdad like if if I could end up with any stepdad Rich is the best ever um he treats us all like we're his kids and um like great brothers and sisters but there was always something missing and I I felt like I found it I felt fully accepted um in that moment when I was in year seven. So that's kind of how we came to church and that's how I came to know Jesus and, yeah. Don't know whether I want to keep pushing in there. <laughs> Joe, what about you? Uh, yeah, so fairly similar. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. Uh, my parents were pastors down at the C LC Church in Nambucca um, when I was a kid. We moved up to Coffs and so I grew up in a Christian household basically my whole life. Um, but it never really hit home until I became a teenager because it was always just something that my parents did. And so then I just believed it because, you know, they just tell me to basically. Um, and so, you know, like um, I, I was at a different church um, growing up and, you know, people would stand up, raise their hands. And I wasn't really into that. I would be more interested in, you know, sitting down, playing my Game Boy or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, as I became a teenager, I was probably about 13, 14 um, I heard of this uh, youth group called Sublime, which was, you know, this youth here uh, back in the day. And, um, I've, yeah, a friend invited me along, um, and it seemed pretty cool. Like, it was a cool uh, skate culture, and um, it was probably about 200-plus people here at the time. And so it was just the cool thing to do again. Um, I didn't really even associate God with the youth, even when I first um, arrived. But then, that, again, like similar to Beck, there was a time just in worship where everything kind of just made sense. And, um, yeah, they were just playing a, a worship song and everyone had their hands raised. And rather than it just being something I did, it actually kind of hit home on a much deeper level um, where it was like my spirit was connecting to God wasn't just like a superficial idea of God. I actually started to understand 
or meet God for the first time. And yeah, so of course I was weeping and, um, and I was a mess. But from then on, there was like, that was a shift in my life. Um, and obviously, like most people, I'm sure their journey, it wasn't smooth sailing. There's a lot of, um, you know, dips and turns along the way. But I definitely realized at that moment that God is what I need. Um, that's where I need to go. And um, I haven't really looked back ever since. So yeah. you both met in Sublime? Yes. Now, I was, I came to this church well after Sublime, but I've heard many a memories, many a stories, many a YouTubes. <laughs> Can you just tell people about Sublime, like maybe one of the stories just to set the... Um, oh, actually, I might, I have to embarrass one person that's here. I've noticed there's one person that I think almost epitomizes. What, what, not epitomizes. What's that word? Personifies. Personifies, yes. <laughs> I should know this. Uh, personifies. Master of English, yeah. Yes. Epitomize. That sounds right. Epitome. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I think there's one person that's actually in here that hasn't probably been here for a while uh, that personifies what Sublime is all about. And that's actually Alicia, who's here today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to embarrass you. <laughs> there was one story I remember. Uh, I, like, I was absolutely shocked because I'm a clean freak or... I don't like dirt. I don't like anything like that. Do it we just need to warn people before you do this story? or Hey? Do we need to warn people before you do this story? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, it was, we used to do, um, I can't even, like the $20 yeah, you, you challenge it. or something and things like that. Like, so we just do all these crazy out there wild um, things for like money or just for fun or we'd like eat gross stuff or whatever. Um, and I think it was like a $50 bill. Was it 50 bucks? It was tw- I was only 20. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, it, was yeah. a twi- it was a $20 challenge. Yeah. And um, they had this, like, terrarium full of, like, crickets and cockroaches, I think. And um, there was a $20 note at the bottom. And someone had to put their head in and get the $20 note out with their mouth. Did you have goggles? Yeah, so they gave Alicia the goggles. <laughs> Do you reckon you were, like, 14 or 15? Yeah, and so Alicia's got her head and she puts it in this ring with all these crickets and cockroaches flying around her face to get a $20 note out with her mouth. It was pretty epic. It's pretty amazing that culture then allowed (laughs) (laughs) you guys to, one, meet, two, find faith in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I definitely, whenever um, Justin would mention, okay, we got a game, I would literally run and hide. That was the one thing I was just so scared of. I was like, do not pick me. Like, don't do any food challenges, nothing, I'm running. But Tell us how you guys met, like, briefly in in that environment. Okay, so I'll try and be brief. Um, So I I remember one moment um, where Justin was talking about honouring women or honouring girls as men. Um, And I don't think it was a full message, but... He just asked the boys to turn around to a girl and just say that, you know, you're beautiful, okay? Not in a weird way, just kind of like, just to, you know, teach them the right way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, And so then I turned around to Beck, and I kind of, this is probably one of the first moments I actually saw her. And then I said it, but I definitely meant it as well. (laughs) And I I think I remember saying it, going like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And then just. Like, and just red face, don't look at her, don't look at her. <laughs> Do you remember this, Beck? 
Uh, very <laughs> vaguely. I don't really remember Left Joe. Left impression, like, Joe. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah cool. The boys said it. Yeah, cool. That, that's um, pretty much it, isn't My it? first memory of meeting Joe was we would have been in year nine or year nine. And um, we were out in the kids and I was one of the leaders and um, of like this tribe. It was called Global Tribe. It was, anyways, it was really fun. It was great. Um, and there was like this stick and Joe kept, it was like a leader stick. I don't know. Just, I don't even fully remember. Tribes, you have a stick, whatever, something. And um, Joe kept grabbing it and I was like, what's this annoying year five kid doing? Keep grabbing the leader stick. I'm the leader. Not knowing he's my age and has a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that I probably hit puberty a little late. <laughs> That's okay. I got there in the end. <laughs> so we've got two different <laughs> memories of when we first met. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> you just aim your questions at Beck, maybe. That's a better idea. <laughs> so you guys met then. You started dating then? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. when we were. 19. Courting? Yes. Well, Wait, yeah, we're friends. You were 19 when he th- you thought he was in year five? No, <laughs> I was in year nine. Well, we yeah. were both like in year. Anyway. There was definitely a process. Like, it was it was kind of like a bad teenage movie. Um, how we would kind of like back and forth on and off. No, we were, well, no, we didn't even date. I just said I didn't want to date anyone until <laughs> I'm no, 19. No, but you said you liked me. No, someone else told you that I liked okay, you. Okay, we cannot fight I in front said, of church right interested. now. <laughs> Anyway, I said, <laughs> look, I didn't want to lead him on. I didn't want to date anyone till I'd, like, finished school. I was, like, focusing on, like, just having fun as a teenager. I didn't want, like, boys ruin, ruining that. And so I told Joe, look, I don't like you because I didn't want him to be like, oh, she likes me. I'm going to wait till she's 19. And then me be like, what are you doing? I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> like, that's really mean. So I thought I was doing the right thing. I said, look, I don't like you and whatever. But look, we're married. We've been married for seven years. It's yes. so great. Yeah, I get well in trouble done. for telling this story sometimes. So, <laughs> so this is really home for you. C three coughs. Like yeah, yeah. The big milestones have been here. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. tell us, tell us a moment um, when you really truly experienced the the kindness of God. Well, we were talking about this earlier, and we both agreed, like probably the most impacting season in our life was when we lost our first son brave um he was still born at 21 weeks and he had a chromosomal abnormality called triploidy where three sets of every chromosome are copied instead of two so um you know babies are always going to pass they don't normally make it to 21 weeks um yeah that's just how it goes um and you know it was um it was such a devastating time it was four years ago actually on christmas day this christmas so yeah Mm. can't believe it's been four years but it was just as devastating and heartbreaking as it was and there was definitely um you know a lot of tears and um mourning in that season we just totally felt covered and like carried by god like like I just, we named him Brave and the reason or the story behind his name is that there's a song called You Make Me Brave uh, and the lyric goes, you make me brave, you call me up beyond the shore into the waves. And I could just picture Jesus standing in the middle of this wild, crazy ocean with a massive storm going on and like just holding his hand out to me and saying, 
take my hand, I'm going to walk you through it. Um, and he did, like, you know, just because you become a Christian, and we all know this, doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect or easy and nothing's going to go wrong. We live in a fallen world, and so while God didn't make brave sick and he didn't cause him to die that's just part and parcel of living in the broken world that we live in and um i've got a scripture romans eight twenty eight, and it says and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose and i just think you know when you love god and when you can fully trust and put your faith in him it doesn't matter what the circumstance is he's going to turn that around for your good and for his glory and you know I'm it's strange to say but looking back on that experience now I'm actually so thankful that we had to lose him and we got to be his parents and to go through that because it totally strengthened our marriage but it solidified our faith in God You know, it wasn't a time where I went, God didn't answer my prayer, he didn't heal my baby, I'm out. It was a time where we ran even further into him. Mm. It's like the rubber met the road. We sing all these songs like, you know, I'll give you everything, Jesus, and I love you, and there's nothing else I want more than you. But when the rubber hits the road, that's when it all counts, that's when it goes, no, I actually do believe this, I do believe what I'm singing, I do believe what I say, I do believe what's in your word. Um, yeah, and just the, the lyric today, you turn graves into gardens, that's totally how I feel about um, our experience with mm. Brave, like it was so awful and devastating, but so much beauty and so much goodness has come from that and we've allowed God to really shape us and to grow us that season i was just going to touch on that because i think the question like god's kindness and then you talk about such a tragic moment it's it seems like a disconnect doesn't it Mm. and maybe people outside the 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 christian world may struggle to understand that and see that Mm. so joe yep um i mean it's probably the same for you yeah yeah um yeah like what beck is saying uh I'll just kind of reiterate a little bit. Um, we, we, we went through that stage and it was obviously very traumatic and awful myself. And I never grieved any more than in that moment when we found out that he was going to pass. Um, and even more so when I was praying and hoping um, that he would still be alive and, you know, he was born still, like he was still born. Um, and so... Yeah, that was obviously a moment where I had to really come to terms with my faith. Is my faith real in God or is it just something that I've just labelled myself as? Um, uh, But there was one thing, one verse or one story that kind of helped me to carry along um, through this. And it was the story of Shadrach, Meshach and uh, Bendigo uh, where they're met with a fiery furnace. So what happens is King Nebuchadnezzar you know, ushers them into this fiery furnace and he's questioning him, you know, uh, bow down to me or bow down to my idol uh, or will you um, put trust or faith in God? And they say, um, God, he can, he will, 
but even if he doesn't, or even if he won't, we won't stop praising him. So they're, they're questioned with this reality of death, with this furnace, and they're saying we won't renounce that Jesus is Lord. Um, we will still put our faith and trust, and he'll save us. But even if he doesn't from this fiery furnace, we'll still um, be unashamed of Christ. And that, that kind of ties in with my story as well, because, and that's what, you know, we were singing that before and why I wrote that song, um, was, you know, like, I prayed so much and I was so, I was angry, I was bitter. But in the end, just because he didn't uh, save or um, make Brave alive in that moment, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop praising him. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop um, calling him that he's my Lord, he's my saviour, because um, he's everything. He's bigger than anything that I could ever imagine. Um, he's, you know, the star breather. He's um, the person that's, you know, so close to me, but yet so big as well. Um, and he saved me from my sin. And, you know, there's so many reasons why I won't renounce God just because he didn't save um, my boy. Uh, and so that was something that I had to come to terms with. And once I did, though, there was this peace um, and there's this connection to God that I never had before. And it was just so real and authentic that, yeah, it was. Um, and like what Beck said, um, you know, he's in heaven. And so I'm, I'll meet him one day anyway. So looking back at that time, did you question things? Were you did you have that calmness to to turn to God or was there times when you were just well yeah in that moment obviously I was like I said I was angry but I didn't have anything else to turn to I know that um, in the past he has prevailed and he'll do it again and so I knew that in that moment I had to because I had nothing else to turn to Um, I know that anything in this world if I turn to alcohol to turn to anything else that would might be an instant gratification but ultimately that would be my demise and what what's the whole point of this story if i was just to turn to something else besides god so i mean sorry becky oh i was gonna say i i vividly remember being on the phone to my dad and like after it had all happened and he's not a christian and just saying like what else have i got dad like i don't have anything else to choose from i'm choosing God, he's going to help me through this. Like, where else am I going to, like, lay down and be depressed? What am am I going to do? Like, he's my hope. He's my salvation and he's going to carry me through. I mean, on that, can you help um, people who are struggling with their faith? Like, what sort of encouragement can you give them? What sort of advice can you give them? I mean, you've, based on your experience and... Yeah, um, I suppose two things, um, you know, we, f- I suppose even practically, it depends on how they're struggling, you know, if they were struggling just staying connected or, um, you know, st- struggling with God not answering pra- prayer. Uh, firstly, if they're struggling to stay connected, um, that's something that, you know, like to be consistent staying connected is a lifelong, for me, what I've experienced anyways, is something that you've got to be constantly onto, um, and I how I do it is sometimes I'm really good at it. Sometimes there's seasons where I'm really strong and staying connected. Now this is amazing. I'm never going to leave this place. And then you know I might get distracted by something. Um, you know, you know, 
we're doing full-time uni or whatever it is. And then I'm like, oh man, I haven't read my Bible. I haven't, I don't feel that connection to God as I did, you know, a couple of months ago. Um, but practically something that has worked for me is just downloading the Bible app and, um, and just, you know, befriending people on that as well, like people at church or whatever, um, you know, downloading plans and things. Uh, and help, that can help you practically stay connected by just reading the Bible that reminds you to pray and those sort of things. Um, but if for someone that's struggling uh, to understand that God is real, uh, ultimately I would just say um, just put everything else at his feet. Um, like all, all your ideas or everything that um, you once thought or your uh, past hurt, because um, I believe that a lot of the reasons why people don't believe is because they've been hurt from something that they've prayed for and haven't um, come to see pass, um, that God hasn't healed them in their body or whatever it is. Um, the Bible talks about laying your burdens at his feet and he'll comfort them. You know, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, um, and I'll give you strength. And so ultimately, I would just kind of remind them that that's where I was at. Um, and that's what I would advise you to do as also, you know, suggest to do as well, because ultimately that's where he'll pick you up, he'll carry you. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess um, I would suggest or say the things that have helped me most is when I surrender completely to God. Like when I, just as Joe said, mm. it's funny, you was saying, lay everything in his feet. I was like, yeah, surrender. It's about trust. You know, in that moment when we were losing Brave, it was like, do I trust Jesus that, you know, this isn't the end of our story, that he's going to help me through this or do I not trust him? Like you have to be vulnerable and like in any relationship you have to have some amount of vulnerability. Mm. Like with us we have to be open with each other to be able to have a good and a strong marriage and that's the same with Jesus. You can't, if you want, if you really want a relationship with him and if you're really trying to seek him, you do have to let your guard down and um, yeah. But he's so good. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, can, it can't hurt to try. It can't hurt to go, okay, God, I'm going to, if you're real, then I want you to speak to me and to, ha- like, you know, give him that opportunity because, I don't know, I'm, I'm an ask for something person. I'm a, if I want something, I'm going to ask someone and if they say no, that's fine. It's the same answer as if I didn't ask anyway. So, like, it can't hurt to ask. So if you're thinking about it, if you're pondering, if you're struggling, ask what what bad is going to come out of that. So thinking about <coughs> sorry, thinking about your life and how busy it is and everything, um, and your journey and where you are now, how do you practically stay connected to God? I mean, this has been a crazy season. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. What are some things you you do? Um, this is the question that I love hearing other people's answers. <laughs> I love hearing... I'm about to take notes. Yeah, one of my... Um, you know, if I get to ask someone a question, I kind of like, oh, what's what's like a day in your life? How do you... What's genuinely... How do you do or how do you connect with God? Because especially in the season of motherhood, um, you know, I've really struggled to keep up with all the normal practical things that I could before, just the needs and demands of a baby and toddler. <laughs> um, 
just definitely changes your world a little bit or it's changed our world <laughs> a yeah. lot. Um, but little things that help me um, practically is I love writing scriptures out. I feel like um, if I've got them around the house or around me, then if I'm stressed or if I'm busy, I can just cast my eye on it and declare it like over myself, over my family, like, no, okay, things are really crazy and Bear's having the biggest tantrum right now, but <laughs> like I know that God is good. I'm just going to take a breath and then keep going. And it's definitely different being a mum and uh, all the uh, mums out there, feel free to send me your little <laughs> tips and advice <laughs> on what you like to do. Um, love to hear from you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I think it's just being honest and being consistent with church. Not yep. and yeah, that's like consistency. Not, not, letting, not letting church be your... Um, the foundation of your relationship with God because obviously with things like COVID happen, you're going to fall apart because church isn't really there. It's kind of online, but I really struggled with online church <laughs> with a toddler at home. <laughs> like our kids' church um, volunteers are just incredible. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Joe, what about you? Some yeah, no, um, besides what I was saying before about, you know, the, the Bible app and that sort of stuff, um, that consistency of um, meeting together with people like what um, Beck was saying, you know, it speaks about in Hebrews, you know, don't forsake the gathering of um, the family of God. Uh, so coming together every week, even though it's sometimes it's hard, it might be a struggle to get a two-year-old into the car or um, whatever it is, just turn up. Um, and I've, I can look back on my life and um, I've still just turned up and just having that routine or uh, that um, regularly, you know, turning up to church um, has just helped me um, to continue my walk with God and get closer and closer, um, even if it's happened over a slow, you know, gradient or progression, yeah. Yeah, and I think church is like the big word, but I think when you break it down, it's having relationships with other Christians who you yeah. can bounce off and who you can discuss things with and be open and vulnerable with again vulnerability surrender that comes up again because you have to be open with other people if you want to grow um and if you want people to be there to pray with you and yeah so i think practically yeah. how we stay yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. i loved what you said Joe. just turn up mm. yeah such a simple thing mm. yeah so you guys um yeah. pray for us as we finish up today yeah, yeah sure Maybe not Joe, because we'll be here for half an hour. Joking, <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> joking, mate. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you that we could meet together again in person to celebrate you, to celebrate your goodness and kindness. Father, I just ask if there's anyone struggling today in their relationship with you or just struggling with something in their life right now, Father, I just ask that you would give them your peace, that you would hold your hand out to them in the middle of the storm and walk them through it untouched, God. Lord, I just thank you that you are so gracious and kind and good. And, yeah, I pray that you would strengthen each one of us as we lay our lives down, as we let our guards down to be vulnerable to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's thank Beck and Joe. 
I, I did have one more question, Joe. Actually, two more questions. Oh, come on, don't do this. Not, Just two not questions. Now. Not one, right now. what will be the state of origin result next year, this year? This year? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't make me do this. Come on. No, I want it on record. Every uh, year, Joe it will and I be, have a... It will be a New South Wales 3-0. That's sweep. what you said last year. And it will happen this year. I meant, that's what I meant. And 21. And where will Newcastle finish on the ladder? Uh, we, will, we will get uh, a solid third. Oh, and then we'll on, make mate. the you final. Top four again last year. And it will be a final to Newcastle and Panthers. Yeah. Everyone note that. Once again, thank Beck and Joe. <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.